Hey, Jay Calloway here, Pastor of the Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. Well, listen, we're starting a brand new sermon series today called Champions. Turn to somebody next to you, give them a high five, say, hey, what's up, champion? I'm telling you, we're going to have a great time, and I'm excited about that. You see, this last uh, Thursday into Friday, the Olympics, the Summer Olympics started. And throughout the course of the next two and a half, three weeks or so, we're going to see champions made. We're going to see champions brought forth. And in many cases, we're going to look and they're going to make things that normally would be absolutely impossible look easy. They're going to see, we're going to see um, gold medals won. We're going to see records broken. We're going to see maybe no names come up out of the, um, out of the uh, uh, darkness or, or whatever, the dark horse, if you would, and become uh, the champion and see them in the light and standing on the podium. They're all coming from all over the world. And it got me to thinking when I, when I was looking at that and how we are into this idea of competition and seeing things, there is a great battle being fought even if it's not of blood and guts and, and, blood, you know, and wars and everything else, those are being fought as well. And we're going to talk about that. But the very term champion simply means someone that stands up for. And I think when we send our athletes, when we send those that have worked in the early morning hours, when they've worked such in a, you know, when no one else is looking, and they've eaten right, and they've, uh, they've honed their body down, and they've gotten their passion and their focus, and they've worked on their craft. All of a sudden, we're going to see this greatness come out. And I started thinking about that, and I thought to myself, what a great, uh, what a great picture. What a great word picture. In fact, Paul writes it that in, in Romans when he says there that, that, that we all run a race and everyone wins a race, but when we run that race, only one gets the prize. But nevertheless, we're all to run to win. And I think that is so important as we, as we go through in this, um, in this season and we're reminded that each one of us have the potential to be a champion. And I want to talk to you over the next few weeks about this idea of champions. We're going to talk about the mindset of a champion. We're going to talk about what it means to be a champion. We're going to talk about who is the ultimate champion, which I think you might already know the name, uh, his name. But in case you don't, I've got a spoiler alert for you. His name's Jesus. He's our ultimate champion. And we're going to talk about what it means to be, uh, to be a follower of the true champion. And over the course of the next uh, few weeks, I think that what's going to happen is, is we're going to see God move in such a mighty way that he's going to challenge us. And I have a special thing for you that I want you just to go, if you would, if you would just write down or, or type in the chat box right now, if you're interested, only if you're interested, if you're a guest with us, I want to encourage you to write this down. We have a special, uh, a special gift for you today, and you can just write in there, Champion Mindset. 
champion mindset. And if you write that in there, whether you're a guest with us or you're part of the family or whoever, but especially if you're a guest with us, we want to give you this special Bible study called the champion mindset. And it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great thing that we've written and we want to put out there as a resource to you as we go forward in this brand new sermon series. But I want to talk to you about what it means to be a champion today. So how many of your Bibles say yes? If you don't, say oops, get your Bible out and turn with me, if you would, to Psalm 19. The 19th Psalm, we're going to look at verse 5. And it says, it is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. As we are, we were going here, we're talking about a champion. And the first thing I noticed when I read that passage of scripture, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. I want you to think for a moment. He didn't say he was rejoicing because he won. He didn't say he was rejoicing because everybody was cheering. He didn't say he was rejoicing for any other reason, but simply to run the course. You see, the first thing I want to talk to you about today is as a child of God, God has a course for us to run. He has a battle for us to fight. And it's almost as if we are standing back there and we're just excited every morning we wake up. We have no idea if today is going to be a good day or a bad day. It's going to be a victorious day. If it's going to be a heavy battle day or it's going to be one that has peace on all sides. It's just simply we're rejoicing to run the course. You see, champions are simply those kinds of people that are excited about just being in the race. And can I tell you, you need to rejoice today. You need to get excited today. You need to get something, almost a, a fire stirred up in your bones simply because he has called you to jump in on the race. Too many times I see as, as these people that sit, they go back and they just, it's almost as if it's a drudgery or a burden to, to just be hunched, almost like they're hunched over in life and walking through and it's like, woe is me all the time. But look at what this champion says. He says, I am just rejoicing and praising because the sun came up and I get to run today. I get to go forward and it doesn't even show it doesn't even show if it's the if it's the race that's going to win him the prize it just simply he gets to run the course it could be early in the morning when nobody else is around and he's just practicing he's just building his stamina do you rejoice when you when nobody is looking do you get up and run to win and when nobody else is running you see, as a child of God, we every single day step up and say, you know what? No matter who else is doing it, I'm going to do it. So let's proclaim it and believe and say it like we mean it and believe it today. Today, I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the Word of God. Today I will do the will of God. Today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe it? Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you. Give them a high five. Say, I believe it for you too. Amen. Well, hey, listen, I want to just continue on that thought. 
And as we talk about that, I want you to think of what a champion would be in your life. What does it look like for you to be the champion? First and foremost, the Bible says that our great champion is his Christ. And yet he told us as, we, as he was leaving, he says, everything you've seen me do, I want you to do. Everything you've seen me have, I want you to have. In other words, in the very last moments of him on the earth, after he was risen from the dead and everything else, he says, all authority has been given to me on heaven, in heaven, and on the earth. Therefore, I want you to go. In other words, what he's saying is, is I am delegating some of my champion on you. As I've been a champion in your life, I want you to be a champion in others' lives so that you can point them back to me, the great champion. And that's exactly what God is calling for each one of us. You see, he wants us to be persistent and fearless. He wants us to think before we speak and have sincerity in our lives. He wants us to have a positive attitude, not just one like, oh, here we go again. I have to do this. I have to do this. Instead of getting up going like, I get to run the race. I get to uh, gather up my children and raise them in the way that they should go. I get to love my wife. I get to love my husband. I get to do this life with Christ. And I think that that's something that what he says to each one of us, he wants us to have integrity, not just integrity in the idea that our outside matches our inside, but also integrity that every single area of our lives is strong and that there's no weak spots. You see, in many cases, the, the, we see that word integrity being used to talk about the strength of steel or the strength of a rope or the strength of the hull of a ship, that the integrity of the hull was compromised. The integrity of the steel was compromised, meaning that there was a weak spot. And champions work consistently on making sure there's no weak spot that they are going to take and just like these athletes that we're going to see over the next few weeks, they have been working and sometimes they've been working for their entire lives. The champion boxer that's in the ring and he's boxing, he's making sure that the areas that aren't even affected in the fight are, are not weak. That the integrity of his body is strong all the way from the bottom of his feet all the way through. Simply because if he exerts too much energy on a weak leg, it may not mean he can't punch, but he can't stand. And I think that what God is saying to each one of us today is, I want you to be a champion that has integrity all the way around. There's no weak spot in your hull, if you would. There's no weak spot in your mind. There's no weak spot in your speech. There's no weak spot in your eyes. There's no weak spot in your hands. That the enemy comes in and he, there is nowhere that he can find. It was said of Jesus that the enemy came into him or came on him and could not find anything to grab a hold of. That is a life of integrity. Because there wasn't anything that he could, that the enemy could grab a hold of and, and accuse him of or accuse there. And can I tell you something? If the enemy is coming in and accusing you of some things, ask the question, is it things that's going on in my life right now or is it things of the past? Because if it's things of the past, you've already put that under the blood and the enemy can't get a hold of that. There is nothing. He's trying to dupe you into thinking that he can hold on to the things of the past. But God says, I have put that under the blood. I have 
have changed you. I have put you as a new creation. All things have passed away. And can I just tell you, you need to look at the enemy and just say, listen, there is no new material here and all you're using is old material and that's not me anymore because I am a man, I'm a woman, I am a champion with integrity. You see, champions are helpful. They have ambition. They want to make forward progress. They have responsibility and they have compassion. These are, the, these are the attributes and the characteristics that we saw in Christ as we went through. But there was one thing that a champion was. In 1 Samuel 17 and verse 4, we see this incredible story that every single one of us, whether we're Christ followers, whether we've opened the Bible or not, I would bet, I would bet dollars to donuts, whatever that means. That, that you have heard about this story, and it's David and Goliath. The little boy David and the giant man Goliath. And Goliath was brought out, and it says there that a champion came out from among them. A champion came out from among them. What that meant was, is that there was a, there was a custom in the ancient world, and in sometimes there's even to this day in, in, in other people groups, there are champions that come out from among them. And what that champion did was he would stand in the gap for every single person around. The entire army would be vested, all of its strength, all of its might, all of its weapons would be vested into one man, one person. And whoever won that battle, the champion of the one army comes out from among them and the champion from the other, the opposing army comes out from among them. And this is the picture we see. For days upon days upon days, Goliath came out from among them. About two years ago, Vicky and I stood at the, on the precipice of the valley that David and Goliath fought. We stood at the very place where David's brothers were running back into the tent and cowering because the champion of the enemy was coming out from among them. And he was calling out, Men of Israel, come, fight, bring out your champion. You see, the word champion literally meant an ordinary man. Just someone that they would select. Just someone. It wasn't one of, of great, it wasn't somebody that was known of great valor. It wasn't somebody who's known as, as having any special qualities. It wasn't somebody known, it was just simply a man. He would say, send out your man. Bring out the man. And what God was saying in this picture, when it says a champion came out from among them, he's trying to say he was just a man. Maybe he was 10 foot tall. Maybe he had a lot of winds under his belt. Maybe he was all of this. But can I tell you, the enemy wants you to believe that, that, that there is something that is greater than you that has come out against you. The champion of hell is just an ordinary demon. It's just an ordinary Thing that's come against you. Can I just tell you, the same way, in that same day, that's why David could go out because there was no 
There was no um, definitive ways that a champion had to be. There was nothing out there. There was not a list of rules. This is what a champion is, and only a champion can enter the battlefield. No, it was just somebody that was willing to step up and volunteer. There's a passage of Scripture in the Old Testament that says there, I looked for a man to stand in the gap and could not find one. Can I tell you, I think the Spirit of the Lord is hovering around and looking around the gate. He's looking around the nation. He's looking around our body of believers here through the gate, wherever you might be. And he's coming out and he's whispering in our ear, I'm looking for a man. I'm looking for a woman to stand in the gap. I need somebody to stand in the gap for the families. I need somebody to stand in the gap for the men. I need somebody to stand in the gap. I, I need somebody to come out from among them to stand in the gap for the children. I need somebody to come out and stand up in front of them, out from among them to stand in the gap for the nation, for the community. I need somebody to stand in the gap for the church. I need somebody to stand in the gap. I need a champion. That's what he's saying. You see, it was just an ordinary man and David comes out that day and says, what are you guys doing? It's time to step up. That's why David was willing to give because no one else was. Was he the, was he the natural one to do it? No, he's just a boy. Was he, the, was he the one that had all the winds under his belt? No, he had a couple of bears, a lion. You know, uh, he, he, just had, he, he just had a few things going on. Did he have a, a, great, uh, a great resume of leading? Yeah, a bunch of sheep. That was about it. But what made him a champion is he just volunteered. What made him a champion is he stepped up into the gap where there needed to be someone to step into. Can I tell you, the man who undertakes a combat in the place or cause of another is a champion. Yes, last week I shared with you a passage of Scripture in Judges, the, the, the sixth chapter in verse 8. And I talked to her about how Deborah became the judge of Israel. It's because the, the, the previous judge, Shemar, got a little bit lazy, got a little bit lax. And the highways were desolate and the byways were filled. People weren't going the normal way that they did. They weren't, they weren't going into the churches. They weren't going into the places. They weren't going into where they normally go. It was not business as usual anymore, and nobody could figure out why. It says that there was, there was no one in the village that had fight in them. There was no champion in the village. Deborah steps up in that place, and she says, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to bring Israel back to where it should be. I'm going to bring Israel back to a land of champions. I'm going to bring Israel back to a land where there are men and women that will step up into the gap when there is no one else to fight for the church and fight for the community and fight for the convictions. But then it was said in Judges chapter 6 and verse 8. He says, it says there, that there was war in the gates. Now I want you to think about this for a moment. Whenever you talk about winning, and whenever you talk about champions, and whenever you talk about victory and victors, there's, a, there, there's a, uh, another side to that. Winners, if there's winners, that means there's losers. When there's champions, that means there's a, there's, there, there is a defeated foe. When there's victory, there's also in the same sentence, in the same breath of victory, there's defeat. 
In other words, whenever we talk about champions, oh, we can get all riled up and we can get all excited and we can get, yeah, I'm a champion. And we're, our arms are going up and we feel like we're Rocky Balboa running up the steps uh, in Philadelphia with that incredible statues in there, which, by the way, I think they moved it, which was a little sad for me, but that's beside the point. And there he's up there and he's just shout, he's shouting and he's doing it and we hear that dun 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 and we're just shouting and we're champion and everything else and we're like that's what I want but you got to remember something if you want that you've got to go through the battle because for every victory there's a defeat and for every champion there's a vanquished foe and for every winner there's a loser you can't have winning without losing that's just the point of the whole thing. If there was nothing, if there wasn't any lose, if there wasn't any losing, there wouldn't be any winning. If everybody gets the trophy just for showing up, what's the point? No one, there is not anything there that can determine winning. There's got to be a losing. That's why can I just tell you, the Bible is very clear on this. You are the prize of heaven because it's not us against the enemy and it's not us against God it is God above there and we are the target of the enemy and we are the target of God and he's our champion and he's standing between us and hell he's standing between us and the enemy and he's saying I am your champion and the same way is just as a man would step out from among them Jesus stepped out from the eternity and he was came as flesh and blood and he stood there and says I am your champion Therefore, we can look at our families and says, I'm your champion. I'm going to stand there. I'm going to stand as a gatekeeper in my home. I'm going to stand as a gatekeeper in my community. I'm going to stand as a gatekeeper in my church. I'm going to stand as one that will stand in the gap where there is a gap. I'm going to find a gap and I'm going to fill it. I'm going to see a need. I'm going to meet it. That's what a champion does. That's what a champion is. It's a man who fights in combat for the cause of another. And what God is saying to each one of us is there are many that we need to stand in the gap for. The hurting and the broken and the abused. But there's something else a champion does too. And that was a champion is a man who fights for his own cause. In other words, for his own conviction. You need to be able to be kind of a champion that doesn't just blow in whatever whatever way the wind is going. That whatever that that your that, that your conviction or your idea or your language or your thing is just determined by who is ever in the room. It needs to stand in a strong way that it will speak the truth in love. That we have truth and grace. That we sit back and we're saying, no, 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 no. That's not the way that we're to do that. It's not the way. Dads, I need you to step up and stand there and say, I'm going to be a champion for the convictions of my life. Moms, I need you to stand up and say, I'm going to be a champion of the convictions of my life. But to do that, you've got to know those convictions. What are those convictions in your life? Is there something that you're going to... A conviction isn't something that you just have one day and you, turn, and you throw away the next because it's not popular anymore. That's an opinion. And everybody's got an opinion. 
And everybody's got a bunch of opinion. My wife always tells me, why are you so opinionated? I said, babe, it's easy because my opinions are always right. <laughs> that was a joke. I, I'm just wanting you to know. But there are very few convictions. You see, because a conviction is something I would die for. A conviction will be something that if everybody else says it's wrong, and I know it's right, I will stand on that. They can put a bullet in my head. They can strap me down. They can put me out. They can shun me. They can defriend me on Facebook. They can block me. They can put me down. They can do whatever they want. They can YouTube me out of the place. They can Instagram me off of the place. You can, they can take block me out of Facebook. All of social media is silence me. But I can tell you this, no matter what, all my convictions, I will die for. Opinion, not so much. And a champion is based on his convictions. And a champion will find a gap and fill it. He will see a need and meet it. She will come out from among them and lead them as Deborah did, as David did, as Moses did, as Daniel did, as Samson all the amazing, amazing role of a champion. One that represents his people. One that stands up for her tribe. One that will stand there and say, I have convictions that I'm based in. So what are your convictions that you're going to fight for, that you're going to battle for? Who around you, who in your crew, you're going to step up for? You say, I'm going to fight. I've got your back. Nobody's going to come after you. They're going to have to go through me first. I'm not going to let you go to hell quietly. I'm not going to let you gonna go in, sit back, and get, become lazy and, and just go into, go into so many different areas. But I'm going to fight for you. You see, the ultimate conviction that we have is that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, that God raised him from the dead, that he was born of a virgin, that he's coming back, and that he's going to bring all of us that are champions with him. So my question for you today is, are you ready to be a champion? Oh, if you're sitting here saying, saying, I'm ready to be a champion, I'm ready to be a champion, especially if you haven't ever made that choice before in your life, I want to encourage you to make that choice today. It's simply this. You just have to have a conviction in your life that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God that God raised him from the dead, that he's born of a virgin, that he was going to come back for us. But the most important is that you confess and you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God raised him from the dead. If that's you today and you say, you know what, I, I believe that. I, I'm convicted of that. That's my conviction. And you've never done it before. I want you to just put in there, I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. We'll know with that that you are, that, that God has put in your life, that you're wanting Christ in your life. And I invite you to pray this prayer with me. I'm going to ask if everybody would pray this prayer, but especially those of you that you say, I'm a champion, I'm a champion. I want you to pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for being my champion. I thank you that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I ask today, that you will make me a champion. That I confess 
I believe and I declare that you are the Son of God, that God raised you from the dead, and today you are my champion, and I will follow you, and I will fight for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, we believe if you prayed that prayer, you just became a son, a daughter of the Most High God. You became a child of God. And we believe right now that you can walk strong and he's just filled you full of everything that you possibly will ever need. Right here, right now. All you have to do is tap into that. And we want to walk with you and, and we want to talk with you about that. And we want to believe with you. There's so many resources. They'll talk to you about that. But today, I want to bless you. I want to bless everyone today. And if you're here this morning, I want you just to stretch your hands out toward me, if you would. And let me just bless you today. I bless you now. I bless you in your families, your finances, and your friendships. I bless you in your families that you, your marriages would be a lighthouse to all around in your neighborhoods and all of your family. That your children will be blessed to the thousandth generation as you raise them according to the word of God. I bless you now in your finances that you would have more than enough to pay your bills, pay them on time, and that you would be a blessing to all around you as you follow him in biblical stewardship. And I bless you now in your friendships that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, that you would be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by it. I bless you now to go and be a champion in your community. In Jesus' name, now go and be a blessing. God bless you. Hey, we're praying for you. We love you. And we cannot wait to see what God does in your life. Blessings on you. Have a great, great day. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.